What powers can one man have against the might of Caesar? What do they fear? What do kings and emperors fear? They fear... The people! When they rise up like one man, like one man, like one man! Do you want to see all you have worked for in your life lost in an uprising against All right, folks, welcome to it. This is, what do we got here? We got an August 27, 2023, 10 a.m. Central. We're back live on the air after a two-week vacation out to the east coast and we're going to talk about that that was a lot of eye candy for your boy here um i am live on twitch if you want to watch this on the visual you can look for tucker underscore punch 44 you just google that tucker underscore punch 44 my twitch channel will come up so you can watch me in the visual because we're going to do a little show and tell <laughs> we'll do a little show and tell the 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 trip the trip was something else but the trip was actually uh pretty spiritual i gotta say that um i got a few clips i'm gonna pound my fist on the pulpit today and i'm probably gonna get in a little bit of trouble um you know it's it, it just and just to preface it it's nothing personal it's don't anybody take it the wrong way but we all know the serious slide that this republic is on, and this republic is pretty much finished. Um, and I and I and I know I was in a different place at the beginning of July when I was advocating Tea Party 2.0, saying a big pile of people get out there and do this, that, and the other. Um, but we do have to realize something. We have to realize that at our founding, they sent the redcoats over here. The Redcoats weren't here. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, we did have the quartering of troops. Um, again, I'll have to go back and research, get my timeline. But when we knew that the Redcoats were going to come over in ships and there was going to be a war, that's when our founders were standing up going, we were declaring our independence from the crown. We are America. We are our own thing. Which, again, like I said, uh, you had all kinds of divisions. You had people loyal to the crown, and then you had people loyal to America. You had a father and son. I've got a book here from 1828 that records one of those relationships where the father was loyal to the crown and the son was for the new America. And I've even said it before. I think my father and I would have been on different sides of that, um, you know, based on at some point. I think he was paying attention to politics, and I think he wanted a certain level of morality and this stuff, but he understood that we live in a caste system. We still live in a caste system. Uh, if that wasn't confirmed during my trip, I don't know what was. Um, but, you know, at one point, my father and I, we, you know, he was dying of cancer. Well, it's, I don't want to use that term that way. He got diagnosed with cancer, and he made it about a year and a half, and there was lots of tumors, lots of radiation. There was chemotherapy. There was COVID shots. The man 
the man never deteriorated until he stopped treatment. Um, didn't even think I was going to talk about this, but um, basically what had happened is my dad had gone in for another round of, of radiation, and then the doctor's like, we found some more lesions on your spine, and we want to go ahead and hit those. And my, my older brother was with him, and he just said, Dad, you don't have to do this. Um, you don't have to do this anymore if you don't want to. And that was my dad's choice, and my brother put it in his lap, and he just stopped going to treatment, stopped taking his meds, and I would say he went pretty quickly. Um, thankfully, I just happened to be between jobs in there, so I was there when he took his last breath. I was at the house. It was a it was an interesting situation. Um, we had, you know, hospice came in. They gave him a bed. There was no oxygen. There was pain meds. And we had him in the front room. Um, and... We had a rough couple nights. Everybody kind of had to keep watch for four hours at a time because he would try to scoot off the bed or stuff. I mean, again, these things were eating at his brain. Um, so you do things, you know, you, you mumble, you say things, and then you, you try to get up and you think it's 1971 and you want to go get your car keys and go for a drive. So we all, and then he kind of got settled around uh, Sunday afternoon, and that's because the, the pain meds were kind of putting him to sleep, got him rested. Um and then we just said, well, look, you know, we're going to kind of live our lives. And my brother was going to go hiking. And uh, uh, my stepmother, his wife, uh, were like, go get your hair done. Get out of the house, you know. Um, and so she did that. And, and I stayed there with him and all this stuff. And then, um, and again, he was just in bed and sleeping and looked like he always did when he took an afternoon nap or something like that. And um, his wife came in from her hair duty and he opened his eyes and he looked at her and uh i think he mumbled i love you and then and then he went out you know uh gave up the ghost as the the bible term is and the interesting thing is we all just looked at each other and it was a you know a somber moment it's like he waited for you he waited for you it was uh so it's pretty cool so anyway um like I said, didn't think I was going to talk about that, but whatever. That's the way my little ADHD mind works. But, um, yeah, so we did a little vacation. We went out to the East Coast. Um, uh, my my nephew is going to be getting married next year. And um, my nephew is going to get married next year. And his fiance has a lot of family out in New Jersey. And so we went out there to meet a bunch of people. Um, my nephew's handicapped. I'm kind of his primary caretaker. So I've been, you know, just that's my situation. I've been living with him for about eight years, me and my three sons. And um, one son has flown to or has uh, gone to Louisville. Two other sons are still in the house. Like I said, I'm an empty nester. My youngest graduated high school this year. Um so we do what we do uh, for my nephew, and uh, so we went on this trip, and who's bugging me during, don't be bugging me during my broadcast, man. Anyway, um, so um, in order to get to the Atlantic Ocean, um, I suggested we stop in Charlottesville, and we did, and we uh, visited Thomas Jefferson's house on the first Monday I was gone. I was driving on the 13th. 
that was the day we left and we got to charlottesville that night um and then i was getting calls all day uh from one guy who heard the broadcast and he just had to get a hold of me so there's a guy who's a longtime friend of stad miller and all this kind of stuff behind the scenes and he just had to get a hold of me had to get a hold of me and he contacted sam and emailed me and then he sent me his phone number right out of the gate and he's like call me call me like he like three messages and i was driving but then when i got in the, the, the back of the van i was riding his fiance was driving and so i called him and oh my god if i didn't make a connection did i did i make a connection with one of you know god's favorites uh me and this guy proceeded we got to charlotte's i was on the phone with this guy probably for about three hours and we were going back and forth with scripture and truth and the panoply of time, uh, the chronology of man. Incredible. Uh, me and this guy meeting like that. Cause like I said, he heard the broadcast and he's like, I heard something that you said, and I know you're, uh, an interesting individual, unique individual anyway. So anyway, so everything goes on. I'm talking to this guy. Uh, I'm going to bed. I'm flying high as a kite because I just met somebody. Um, quickly, though, I don't know um, if any of you heard the broadcast last week. I had Sam play an archive from 2015. Uh, I had set up. I, I, I was calling myself Golden Dawn Media. Golden Dawn was a thing. Uh, back in the day, you know, I, whatever, I don't, 10 years ago, I guess, I know, almost 10 years ago, almost a, right, a pseudo Nazi movement or whatever it was, and Golden Dawn, and I jumped all over. I love what they were doing. Um, so I called myself Golden Dawn Media at the time, and I contacted Ray Bolt, and I got him to have Dewey Tucker on, because I just found Dewey Tucker. And so I saw in the chat room, Murr had said that the RBN archives only go back to 2016. He's like, where do you get this? <laughs> well, it came right off Dewey's website. So I thought, and I, and I, that just came to me Saturday night before the broadcast. I already had a, a pre-recorded show for Sam to play of me on the hiking trail again, babbling for two hours. And it just came to me going, no, let's, let's, you know, if that's where I'm grounded in what Dewey Tucker taught me, let's have Sam play that broadcast from 2015. So he played it. So uh, quickly, 512-248-8252. Uh, 512-248-8252. 800-313-9443. If you want to call in and you heard that broadcast and you got you got something to say, Go ahead. Feel free to interrupt me. I mean, I've, I've kind of got an agenda here, and, and we'll get through it. Like I said, I got a couple clips. Um, but no, that's. I mean, it's all out there. It's not. It's not for me to parrot Dewey Tucker or speak for him. Let him speak for himself. So there's that broadcast. I don't think Sam put it in the archives. Um, I didn't see it there, but that's fine. It's on Dewey's website. Um, and he gave you the website, and he told you where he comes from, talking about the fundamental oracles of God. And like I said, I'm walking around the East Coast, and this is, again, I wasn't even near Massachusetts, right? We stopped in New Jersey. I was still west of New York, for God's sakes. We were in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey is where we stayed. 
which is where Rutgers is. So I'm I'm sporting a Rutgers hat right now on the on the broadcast. Um, you know, they joined the Big Ten. What a joke! <laughs> the Big Ten was always always all the teams in the Midwest. All of a sudden, you got Rutgers, Maryland, and now I hear that UC, USC and UCLA are going to join the Big Ten. Um, anyway, um, but I'm walking around all these buildings that are 100 and 200 years old, and it fascinates me. And it's not like I want to go back there and spin yarn or anything and get rid of cars. No, I don't want to do that, but um, obviously... Uh, you know, uh, quote unquote, Christian lifestyle was different. The morals were different. And so let's, um, let's get this ball rolling. So let's dig into the Bible. Okay. This is one of my favorite verses. Jeremiah six sixteen. Jeremiah six sixteen. Thus saith the Lord. Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way and walk therein? Okay, there's an instruction. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the way, stand, stop, stand, and see, take it all in. That's what I did on the East Coast. And ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? The good way. We all know it was better back then. And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Who's Who's resting right now with all this political turmoil and all the other crap going on? And obviously we had another mass shooting last night, right? Which again is all, it's all racial, right? A white guy killed three black people at a Dollar General, so they say, in Florida, right? Where DeSantis is. Anyway, and find rest for your souls. But here's the end of the verse. But they said, we will not walk therein. But they said, you have an instruction from the Lord, ask for the old past. Let's do it the way we used to do it. Let's have the old morality, right? Let's have it so we can calm down. Let's, you know, the, 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 the Bitcoin and the, and the stock market and the, and the way people lie and cheat and steal and try to get ahead and borrow money and, you know, uh, payday loan stores. I mean, whatever, <laughs> wherever it is, payday loan stores, given loaning money out at a 1,000% APR to people with a 500 credit score. Well, how the hell did we get here to this point, folks? So anyway, ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and find rest. And they said, we will not. They said. So that's Jeremiah. Anyway, I got Chance on line one. Go ahead and bring him up there. Hello, John? Yep, hang on. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I heard uh, that that replay from 2015 with Dewey Tucker. You know, yes. I remember Dewey Tucker from the 90s. I used to he used to be a guest on Kingdom Identity Ministries, Herald of Truth, I think it was called, on the right. shortwave. And this is going okay. back in the 90s, and I really like that guy because he tells it like it is. He doesn't pull any punches. Right. Yeah, right. he doesn't. Now, he doesn't give play me the short games. Wave thing. Beat... What I mean, because I'm always curious about the RBN listeners. It's not like terrestrial radio. Well, I was shocked to hear him because over the years, I wonder where he went. I requested. Uh, they used to offer uh, CDs, you know, replays of the show. Yeah. 
And when I requested from Kingdom Identity way back then, we're talking about in the mid to late 90s, they sent me the wrong tape, apparently, of a different show. And I wanted, I wanted a tape of him because I like his style. I like these guys. They don't play games. They don't pussyfoot around. They, they, you know, they lay it on the line. Right. Is he, you... by the way, now that was 2015 replays. Dewey Tucker still alive? I, I don't think he is. I think he passed. Oh wow! Um, you got? Have you been to his website? I don't have access to the internet. I don't do the internet. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, his thing is uh, he he has a website. It's still out there. Uh, Toothforgod.com. All of his audio archives are on there. Yeah. Um, and if you want, you know, my email is on the website. If you want, I I wouldn't be opposed to. Well, I don't know if I have a CD burner. Well, John, I don't do the email, I don't do the internet, I don't do the cell phone crap, I don't do none of that. No, but if I got if I got your address, I could do exactly what you're saying. I could burn CDs of his programs and send them to you if you wanted to listen to them. I might because... consider that. I might consider that. But let okay. me tell you, that guy, uh, he he's incredible. I Like I said, I heard of him, I used to hear him on Kingdom Identity out of Harrison, Arkansas. Yeah, well, and and I don't know if you heard. Did you hear on my my first two broadcasts when I talked about him? I can't recall now. Okay, he he, it's in what I mean. I have all of his stuff. I've downloaded it to my computer in case his website disappeared. I mean, if you want to talk about a website that should disappear, that is the most over the top racist, anti-Semitic, whatever you want to call it. The guy's not violent. The guy's not angry or violent about it. It's like you said, he just tells it like it is. Well, you know, well, people look, John. People don't like people who tell it like it is. Let's face it; they're all a bunch of wusses. They're all a bunch of goddamn wusses. They, you know, they don't like people who are outspoken. You know, but this is how they like to shut people up. Screw them. Uh, hey, I like Dewey you know, Tucker because, like I said, he lays it on the line. He doesn't jerk you around. Well, well, here's here's what happened. Dewey Tucker came to like Little Rock, Arkansas, in the '70s. You know, like within a decade of the civil rights movement, and uh, he met David Duke in person. They brought David Duke to him, and he said, "This guy's not going to deliver the white race. This guy's a politician. He's full of crap." <laughs> so that was that was that interaction, and then at one point Dewey was brought to Pulaski, Tennessee, where the KKK was founded, right. right? And he came there, and you had a bunch of white people doing this, that, and the other, which again I think they were infiltrated by chicken swingers, and the chicken swingers said oh, go out and commit violence and, and murder, which makes all white people look bad. Oh, so course. that's well, I mean, that's their MO. we all know that. Yeah, no, but I think that's what they did. They came in and they got those people. I mean, again, if you get one white guy to commit an act of terror, the whole race has to take the blame for it, and that's the way they operate. But Dewey came to Pulaski, Tennessee, and he came to all these white men, and he um, he just started giving them scripture, which is what you heard in the Kingdom exactly. Identity broadcast, right? Mm -hmm. These guys did listen, Chance, these guys didn't want to hear scripture. The host oh, who brought Dewey in said, I got to get you out of here. These guys want to kill you. They don't want to hear any Bible. Oh, I got a break. Hang on, Chance. Stay around.
attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Seraphine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Junkay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilaji by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilaji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilaji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Roll them cases out and lift them amps Haul them trusses down and get them up them ramps Cause when it comes to moving me You know you guys are the champs But when that last guitar's been packed away You know that I still wanna play so just make sure you got it all set to go Before you come from my piano All right, we're back. Uh, little, little Jackson Brown there from, I think, 1979. 
I'm going to say that one that one goes out to Larkin, Texas, because he he heard my first broadcast and I played the Tarney Spencer band. No time to lose. That was a one hit wonder that we had in radio in Chicago when I grew up as a kid. And he's like, what a what a great song. So <laughs> maybe he should like that, too. That's me. Ten, eleven years old. All right. We still got a chance there. Yeah. Yeah. Can you All hear right. me, John? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Give me some Yeah, thanks for playing Jackson Brown. He's one of my main men. That's off the Running on Empty album, by the way. Yeah, and the live version of that is just so cool, you know, because Bob Seger did, uh, you know, his song. Um, Why can't I recall the name of it? About being on the road, on the road, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, I've seen him do that live at Madison Square Garden. When he played that song... All the lights went down and the spotlight just shone on him and his piano when he played that. I'll never forget that. I was 18 years old. Yeah. No, but I mean, he's honoring his crew that makes it all happen. And then on one of the YouTube videos of that song, there was a guy. He's like, I was on that crew. That guy, he was so cool. He let us come on stage and stand there while he played it. He was like. Happy to serve that man, you know. And you want to you want to hear something, John? You know, speaking of the Tarney Spencer band, I bought that album on vinyl when it first came out. I was nineteen. Do you know those two guys, Tarney and Spencer, played all the instruments on every themselves? Only those two on every track on the album. No, I I I, I never studied the band. It's it's just I mean I grew up in Chicago and we had. We had the loop. Ninety-seven point nine was the radio, and I mean those guys—they always played the best songs. I mean, even the morning DJs. But you know, the the the, the Jethro Tull. These guys weren't just running the same stupid top forty, same twenty songs every single hour. Uh, these guys gave us, you know, some of the best music there was. Yeah, Tony Spencer band. I think only made the one or two albums. I like. Do, I said, do you remember I a song by a band called Off Broadway, Stay in Time? I got the one with uh, No Time to Lose. I bought that one at first. I was 19 years old. My God. Yeah, we're, sure. Yeah, we're talking, I'm, I'm 63 now, so. And I still oh. have the album. I still have it in my collection. Getting back to uh, Dewey Tucker now, John. Yep. I heard that uh, the interview with Robert, I think it was dated 2015, April of 2015. Yep. And, and when he mentioned the years he went to college, I kind of estimated how old he would be now, and I think it would be, if he was alive, he would be in his late 70s. I'm sorry to hear he passed, but I guess we all got our expiration dates. No, I think, no, he, he I believe he made it almost to 90. He was oh, doing, really? yeah, I mean, you remember when Eli James was on the network? When who? Pat, uh, Eli James. No, no, I, I only started listening. I got the satellite free to air, I, I believe, in the last maybe five years. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, well, you know, ten years ago or so, or maybe a little longer, we had Bruce McCarthy on here. He used to do Datum Line. And then Eli James had a show, and Eli James uh, had a show on a thing called Talk Show on the Internet, where that's where the you know some of the podcasting began. You could have your own show. Um, and, um, anyway, so I started listening to Dewey and, and Dewey got me on the scripture. Dewey got me out of the born again Christianity. He exposed that whole thing for what a racket it was. Oh, but yeah, then yeah, he I was doing he his talk show. Me too. Dewey influenced me too. I'm sorry to interrupt you, John. Go ahead. What were you saying? 
I'm sorry to interrupt you. Dewey influenced me, too. Like I said, he didn't have lace on his panties like these other preachers do. Uh, yeah. I didn't waste my... And I listened to Dewey back in the 90s, man. I told you it was on uh, Kingdom Identities, Herald of Truth, out of Harrison, Arkansas. They were on the short wave. Well, I didn't, I didn't think that anybody would do better than a fundamental, independent, separated Baptist preacher ringing, reading out of a King James Bible. But when I found Dewey Tucker, and Dewey Tucker said there's a thing called Paleo-Hebrew, which is where the Greek Septuagint came from, which is what Jesus preached out of when he was 12 years old in the temple, that's when I went, oh my God, we have no idea how much truth they buried. Oh, we got bottom of the hour. Can't be rolling father time is calling to him now though he hears him he looks out to see cause somewhere out there lie his dreams a story with no ending until he his answers, he won't be going nowhere. For him, it's not too late. It's not too late. For some, it's never too late. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the cool, United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, the, uh, the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party 
property and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. God is great. Bear is good. People are crazy He said I fall to wars Been married and divorced What brings you to Ohio? He said damn if I know We talked an hour or two About every girl we knew what all we put them through Like two old boys will do We pondered life and death He lit a cigarette Said these damn things will kill me yet But God is great, beer is good And people are crazy all right, we're back. Here we go. Oh, my gosh, we're going to blew through a half hour, for God's sakes. All right, Chance, give me another, uh, give me a parting shot, and then I got Kathleen uh, in Texas okay, who wants now. to talk to me. Go ahead, caller. Wait. Now, that song says it all, don't it? It does. Yep. And the people are only getting crazier, so keep listening to the yep. broadcast, because... <laughs> well, let me tell you, John, you've got to be pretty hip if you're the one that introduced Dewey to Robert. I'm telling you. Uh, that's all i got to say. And before I uh, leave you... Uh, uh, how's the brandy new grandbaby doing? You know what, my I'll tell you what, man. We went out to New York City, and I went and saw the Statue of Liberty, and we went out to the island, and I had seen it before on the Staten Island Ferry when I was 15. I used to but I, 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 I'm a photographer at heart, so I took, like, I mean, damn near 80 photographs of that thing, and I sent one to all my kids, and uh, my daughter goes, my view's better, and she sent me a picture of my beautiful pink granddaughter. Wow. So. My daddy, listen, my daddy used to take us on the Staten Island Ferry when we were little kids, me and my brother. They're both passed on now. I know mm-hmm. exactly. I'm surprised it's still running. Okay, well, John, thank you for taking my call now, and God bless. All right, I'll be looking for you to call into Robert tonight, my friend. <laughs> okay, now, bye-bye. Thanks. All right, Kathleen, Welcome. 
Hey, John. Uh, I had a question. Um, is this uh, preacher still alive? He's not. He passed on. I was trying to tell Chance. Uh, he went on and, and, you know, he still has a website, truthfromgod.com. All his archive stuff is there. Um, but when he was doing his broadcast, he ended up having a stroke. And, and uh, mm. his wife had passed. I think his oldest son had passed. And then he had a stroke. And then he had some heart trouble. And, uh, but he came back as soon as he could get back in the air, he did, uh, two of his daughters took over his broadcast while they were studying the Bible. Um, he was going verse by verse through the Bible and, um, he got back on air, but I, I, I think he made it to about 90. I do. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and oh, again, long great. life, what the Bible says about the hoary head and the long life and who's going to get it. That man had a message. And he was a messenger, and uh, he got it. And there's there's just volumes, volumes of instruction from that man. And that's what I'm kind of bringing to RBN because that the truth is coming through every single generation, no matter how bad it gets around us. The truth keeps coming through. Um, so, well, you know, I like would, I said, if, go ahead. Uh, I would uh, really appreciate it if you would regularly have a recording of this uh, man because I. I thought he was great, um, and uh, so I thank you for that. And uh, I'm disappointed that he's not alive. But and then one other thing, uh, one of the callers, uh, the callers are so important at RBN. They're they're fifty uh, percent of the shows uh, of the enjoyment. And anyway, this lady, uh, I, th- I believe she said she was eighty. Um, uh, Pat from Fort Worth, and so. She, Unfortunately, she has passed, so I just thought I would call and let people know so they can say a prayer. But anyway, okay. John, thank you so much. I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. No, Kathleen, and my format is always going to be that. At the top of the second hour, I'm going to play a gem from Dewey. That's what I call them. I call them gems. I search one out every week, and anywhere from two to three minutes, and I'll play one at the top of the hour. I got one picked out. Oh, great. Well, if you... Uh, you know, go somewhere or something. Play a whole two hours. <laughs> I, I'll I'll do it. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think we're taking another vacation for quite a while. But absolutely, if I'm absent, I will grab uh, I'll grab a recording from Dewey. It's not much for me to edit it, so I'll do that for you. Sure, thanks. Well, I wonder uh, maybe RBN would like to put some uh, time aside for him to have a um, posthumous show. <laughs> Well, you got to, like I said, you you got to um, you got to sift through his broadcast because he does drop some language and he's very bold, and um, you just you have to watch it. Um, like I said, I mean, for the the stuff that people say now that gets him knocked off social media or whatever, uh, it, like Chance said, Dewey told it like it was, and and we don't hate other people, we don't, but uh, we're all for. Uh, self-determination and separation and freedom of association and they've made everything racial and they've just demonized the living hell out of white people um, it's a deliberate attack we know where it comes from um, but you know like I said when the civil rights movement happened in 65 it's the same thing about the people that brought over the slaves on the ships it, it, it's them who do it to us you know well today uh Give us this day our daily bread. We're having a, we'll have a wonderful day today. Everyone will, and uh, God, God's in charge. That's the good news. 
And, and part of that prayer is that thy kingdom come, isn't it? Yes, the, that, thy kingdom come. And that's I what people say, better, that, right, and that's where I'm going with, with the rest of the show. The kingdom is coming here. The kingdom well, is coming say, here. Everybody's trying to find a way to get to heaven, and everything they didn't get on earth, they want it in heaven. They want a mansion in heaven. They want a big bank account in heaven. That's not the way the Bible reads. The Bible reads the kingdom is coming here. And what I got to well, say in this show is people better get ready for it. Well, when I the kingdom care. comes, you're not going to have any of this stuff anymore. Any of this stuff we don't like, you're not going to have it. The pride, the banking, the $32 trillion in debt, all these Ponzi schemes. You're not going to have it anymore when the kingdom gets here. So well, it's Matthew say, 22 uh, when, time. When I, when I say the Our Father every day, I always uh, thank God for the wonderful kingdom moments that we have all had in our lives and uh, it's wonderful. But anyway, thank you so much. You're in my prayers. All right. Thank you, Kathleen. All right. Uh, that's cool. See, like, I, I don't mind. I don't mind uh, taking the calls. Um, let me, like I said, for the visual. Okay, so if anybody's watching me on Twitch, I'm drinking out of this Rutgers coffee mug. <laughs> and I'm for the Big Ten. I mean, again, I'm still a contemporary guy, okay? I'm watching the Formula One race of the Dutch Grand Prix. I got that on in the background. Um, Northwestern's actually my Big Ten team, but they fired their coach. So <laughs> Northwestern has to go to Rutgers on September 3rd on a Sunday and play them. My guess is Rutgers going to win. I got a Rutgers hat, and I bought a book, again, show and tell, The History of Rutgers College from 1766 until 1924. So I was, like I said, I got out there. And I, and I went to Rutgers first, and I found, again, these old buildings. I thought these buildings were older, and they're not. Some of them are only 100 years old, but um, I'm just, like I said, I'm enamored with the architecture. So I walked around the campus. I took all these photographs. Then one day I found my way to the football stadium um, and then the practice field. And the team was practicing, and they have it all blocked off, and they had two kids around the team guarding the gate, right? And uh, so they wouldn't let me watch practice. Well, I walked around and I met this kid named named Anthony. And I'm drinking my I'm drinking my first cup of coffee, uh, a 24 ounce Dunkin' black coffee. I'm drinking that. I have another one in the car, and I just start bending this guy's ear and I show him photographs of my 85 Chicago Bears because I still have my 35 millimeter negatives when I used to go to the games and stand at the wall. Um, and I got a scanner for those 35 millimeter negatives and, uh, I was showing him, he's like, Oh my God, I got to show these to my dad and I'm scrolling to the pics and I, I got a picture inside soldier field, 86, 87, maybe, I don't know when Herschel Walker was on the Minnesota Viking and the skyline is Chicago. I mean, my gosh, I mean, there's buildings on either side there now and Trump tower and whatever else. And. Um, so anyway, I'm bending this kid's ear, and, and what he's doing is he's in a graduate program, and he's going to study global sports, and he wants to be a football coach, he told me. This kid's, you know, 24 years old, and, and uh, he's working for the team. So I, him and I talked about Bitcoin. We talked about they, they were spraying a little bit of chemtrails, and I showed him. I go, look at that. I go, don't tell. That's not con. The weatherman will tell you those are contrails. Those are chemtrails. Watch. And him and I are just talking. And I go, watch five, ten minutes. Watch things spread out and start clouding the sky. Watch. 
it doesn't dissipate. It doesn't go anywhere. If it was water, it would disappear. It's 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 something. And uh, I said, now what's going to happen is it's going to get cloudy in the later in the day, and you're going to get those afternoon thunderstorms because they're blocking the sun. So the temperature on the Earth and the temperature up there, if there's a there's enough of a difference, it's going to make the air unstable. And sure enough, I talked to this kid. We exchanged numbers. He said that he might be on the sidelines for the Northwestern game. I'm like, send me pictures. I mean, you know, to to meet a stranger. And to, to, to develop a rapport with the guy because I'm talking knowledge and he's interested in, in me, a previous generation, teaching him something new, you know, to get that kind of level of trust, the guy gives me his phone number. Um, you know, again, I'll follow the career. Maybe the, maybe the kid will, maybe he'll, um, maybe he'll end up coaching one day. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know how long it is until the kingdom comes, but it's coming. Um Anyway, so sure enough, I just get a text from him later in the day, and he goes, it's raining. He goes, you called it. I go, so, <laughs> so again, I'm better than the weatherman who lies to you. Uh, Mr. Producer says Chance is back. Maybe it's a different Chance, but go ahead, bring up the, the new caller. Hello. Hello, John. No, it's the same old Chance. I had to call you. You mentioned Rutgers. I went to, I, th- I believe it was Cook College, I believe. Okay. On the Rutgers campus, on my job, I had to go for a while for air, of all things, air pollution courses. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm a, I'm originally a native of New Jersey. I okay. went to Kane. I went to Kane College. Before that, it was Newark State Teachers College, and now it's Kane University. Okay. Yeah. So you just brought back some memories. That are you familiar with? I think it was Cook College campus on Rutgers. Yeah, I mean, I no, I was, like I said, it was a whirlwind tour. Now, what I did after I got done with, I got my fill of Rutgers. Again, I'm just looking at the buildings, right? But then I went down to Princeton, and oh my gosh! I mean, I I just thought I was in a different, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm originally from the central New Jersey, and then I kept moving south. You know what I mean? More and more because it got shitty up there, you know. Well, we moved to Nashville, so I'm not doing nine inches of snow anymore. Yeah, Nashville, Nashville, though, before I let you go, and I don't want to hog your airlines. Okay. Um, before I let you go, I heard Nashville's changing, though. Nashville's gonna, Nashville is going to be the capital of the South. There ain't no doubt about it now. Titans are getting a new stadium. There's rumor that the Milwaukee Brewers might end up moving here. I think they will because that Miller Park needs about $50 million worth of repairs, and they're not going to get it up in Milwaukee. So um, I think they might move here. Everybody and their mother's moving here. Oracle's moving out here. If you remember, uh, Amazon wanted their second world headquarters in New York City, and AOC said, F off. And they said, fine, we'll just go to Nashville. So, <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got relatives. I got some kin over in uh, the Memphis area, which is pretty much a crap hole now. Yeah, well, yeah, and, 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 and uh, Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State is now a Division One school in Murfreesboro. Wow, Murfreesboro, I heard, is a good place to move to. All right, now I'm, I'm not, I don't want to hog your airlines, John. All right, man. Take my call. Okay, see you, buddy. Um, all right, <laughs> see, you know the thing is, I mean, we're all living in this contemporary life, guys. You know what I'm saying? And we had previous generations before us, and they did their thing and. Um, so yeah, let me, like I said, let me, let me try to get into this a little bit as best I can. Now, if anybody's watching on Twitch, like I said, uh, I was going to do a little show and tell. 
I got a couple, you know, whatever, a coffee mug and a nice glass from Monticello. Um, let me see if I can go through the trip kind of quickly, though. So I'm in, I'm in Thomas Jefferson's house, and I had been there before when I was about 15. We went on a little family vacation. We went to um, Williamsburg, Virginia, which I thought was cool. I got to see a guy blow glass, right? Um, but we got in Thomas Jefferson's house, and, and I don't think it sparked my love of history. I think that came way later, maybe after I was 38 when I found it. Everything I learned my whole life was a lie. Um, but um, so we're going through uh, Thomas Jefferson's house, and just nonstop volumes and volumes and volumes of books, this guy. But you know what? At the end of the day, I think Thomas Jefferson was just like me. Uh, I think he I think all the books that he had was just like me scrolling through social media or Twitter. I think the guy just got his hands on as many books as he can, but he didn't read them all. He didn't read them all cover to cover. Ain't no way nobody read. I mean, just nonstop volumes and volumes of books. And then they said all his other books are in Washington, D.C. in some museum or something like that. But, you know, it's one thing to encourage knowledge which obviously all the founding fathers did. Education was, you know, frickin' the cornerstone of the country. Um, you know, but then they brought over the, you know, whatever. They brought over the, the... The Christianity was already Judaized. Like I said, I've got a book here. i got a book here from 1812. And I'm all romantic about my history. And I'm like, hmm, let me see what they were writing about Christianity back in 1812. I, I, I'm interested. I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious, right, about the religion of the founders and how fundamental it is or all this stuff it it has a section right in that book about the history of the jews and then it you know i might even have the page marked hold on a second here let's see is this the one hang on a second here okay yep there you go okay so i have this book from 1812 please hold and your call will be answered in the order it was received Elements of General Knowledge, Introductory to Useful Books in the Principal Branches of Literature and Science, designed chiefly for the junior students in the universities and higher classes in school. Um, Henry Kett, fellow and tutor at Trinity College in Oxford. Two volumes. This is volume one, uh, 1812. Okay, so... Flip around, page 134, chapter 3, the history of the Jews. Okay. The Israelites, or ancient Jews, bam, done, lie. Is everybody listening? The Israelites, comma, or ancient Jews, lie, lie, that is a lie. Okay? The ancient, they, they're not, no. The Israelites were not Jews. They were Judeans in that sense, but as everybody understands it, and then, you know, he goes on to do the whole thing with the peculiar people, but I'm telling you folks, that's when they started that's when they started messing stuff. I told you I took it all the way back to, to Constantine. I took it all the way back to Constantine, guys. They Christianized paganism or paganized Christianity. And that where that's when the popery started. That's what our founders called it, popery. I got a quote from Sam Adams. If we get to that point in the broadcast, um, I'm telling you. Uh, so 
I couldn't believe it. Right at our founding, they were already coming in here. And I'm walking around these campuses. I'm walking around Rutgers. I, I, uh, there's a church on Somerset Street, St. Peter's, built in 1856. They happened to be doing the floors in there. So the doors were wide open. They were getting the vent. They moved all the pews, and they were going to lay down some new floor. And I, I, I wanted to see it. I, so I asked the guy, I go, can I come and take, take a picture? So I took a picture. Um, you know, you guys know how these are, these, these Catholic cathedrals uh, and or basilicas, which I didn't know was a thing. Basilica is a special uh, position. You have a special honorary position in a Catholic church where they take a building and they, and they call it a basilica. It's special. It's got a whatever. I don't care. It's all, like I said, it's all deception. See, again, this is, this is your Bible prophecy. This is your Matthew 24 later on down the road going, there is Christ. There is Christ. There is Christ. The, the, the prophecy had to be that these people would go into these beautiful architecture church buildings and think, oh, the Spirit's in here. God is in here. Well, like I said, even back then, I mean, Martin Luther, right? You got 30,000 denominations. Which one of them's telling the truth? And now it's 2023, and we just went through Pride Month in June, and you had, what, maybe a third of the church, uh, whatever denominations in the United States, flying rainbow flags? Robert Raybould's been ranting for years now about all the churches that are saying refugees welcome. Refugees. In New York City, I was out, I was out there, right? I'm watching the New York News. The, they're calling them migrants. And they're not migrants. They're illegal immigrants. They're not migrants. They are illegal immigrants. That's what they are. So they're setting up this tent, and they're bringing in 1,000 men age 24 and younger, and they're putting them in a tent of a parking lot of a psychiatric hospital. These people are living outside in a tent, a thousand males, illegals, one thousand illegal males aged twenty-four and younger, in a tent. What the hell are these? Of what benefit are these people going to be to the United States of America? They don't speak the language, folks. I'm telling you, the, 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 our own government has organized and coddled an invasion. And then when the Republicans, of all people, overdraw the nation's credit card, they do that to fund it, to fund these people, to give them welfare, to give them houses. Now, again, zoom out 30,000 feet. We know what happened under COVID. All the people fled New York City. Their rest, I mean, can you imagine just you and your wife, just you, you meet in college and you're all lovey-dovey and then you decide, oh, let's open a, let's open a French bistro one day and your parents die and you get an inheritance and who knows, whatever the hell it is. And then all of a sudden you, you just, you make a $400,000 investment to open a restaurant in New York City. Your life savings or whatever, you know, you talk to your accountant and your lawyers and all these people and they're like, well... We should get, you know, we should start breaking even probably in the, the 12th or 15th year. You make that sacrifice. You're willing to work hard. You're young. You're Maybe you're not even 40. And you open this restaurant and then COVID hits. COVID hits. 
Maybe you borrowed money. Now you're done. Now you're done. Think about that. Your plans for the last 15, 20 years, you parted with the $400,000, you borrowed another 600000 after that to open your restaurant, hire a staff, get it done. New York City, woohoo! Boom, COVID, done, finished. Can you imagine that, guys? Can you imagine how many people that happened to? Um, hang on a second. We got to make sure we're on the... Okay. Um, got to watch the chatter, see if I get any more callers. But uh, I got a few minutes until the top of the hour. And then the, the, the second hour, if I, if I keep talking, is going to be a whirlwind. Because like I said, I got clips. Again, sorry about the ADHD. I'm all over the place. But I mean, I, I was in... Uh, I walked around, like I said, I walked around the campus of Princeton for three hours and I was just in awe of it trying to find out what the oldest building was but I just I mean my head was on a swivel I took over 230 photographs on my phone just I mean some of these buildings you know I'll take the pictures and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll change them on my phone to like black and white and I'll be like wow here I am in 1810 or 1910 I don't care but it, it was just awesome and I was trying to you know, I was trying to get a sense of it was better back then. It was better back then. Rutgers, founded in 1766. That's eight years before the Revolutionary War broke out. So I, I, I thumbed through this book, the first hundred pages of it, and flipped around. Sounds like New Brunswick was found by a bunch of Dutch people from the Netherlands. So it was the New Netherlands, I guess, and then became New York and New Jersey. I, you know, I flipped through this as fast as I can. Um... When I was at the practice field, right down a path, right from the practice field, you're walking behind the bleachers and you've got all the all the flags of the Big Ten teams. And I'm going to listen up, make sure the music is going to come in any second now. Um, there's a house from 1741, guys. A house from 1741 that was built with... 250 tons of sandstone. Oh, there we go. Okay, we're going to break. Sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. 
Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks and buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 